Nick Kiprios. Justin Bourne right back at you. Gonna be quiet, eh, for the next... Well, I guess what? Uh, it's Friday night and Saturday night? Uh, or is it Saturday and Sunday? Uh, the uh, sponsor weekend. I don't know, Kipper. <laughs> I don't know. Sammy, what is it? He's on the phone. Our, our listeners want to know. Sammy's working on Philip Thompson, of course, uh, Chicago Tribune. and Saturday is the All-Star game. It's the actual All-Star game. That's yes. the one with the three-on-three. I, Kipper, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't know. It's the all-star game. You're man. young. You should know this stuff. <laughs> I go home and I turn on the, the guide, and if there's an all-star game, I will watch it. Okay, as promised, uh, Philip Thompson, one of uh, a few people involved in the Chicago Blackhawks town hall meeting, uh, kind enough to join us. Uh, Philip, thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, I don't know where to start. Uh, let's just start in terms of how surprised you were and many in the room on how quickly the emotions escalated on what looked like a, a somewhat normal town hall meeting for, for any hockey club or any corporate uh, company. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on and you know, the word that kept playing in my mind is surreal. It was happening. I was questioning, is this really happening? And I replayed in my mind uh, the tone of Mark Lazarus's question, to the review, did he say anything that would set Rocky off? And then I decided no. Uh, that, that seemed uh, a fair question. And even as Laz put it later on, actually was kind of a softball question he said in, in quotes. Yeah, no, we thought the same thing watching it. Um, what, did you or, or Mark have a prior issue with Rocky that would have set him off? What, what do you think specifically it was that changed the tone, just talking about the Kyle Beach settlement at all? I, I don't know. I'm not in Rocky's mind. I, I've heard that there may have been issues um, between Rocky and, and Mark Lazarus. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not privy to what those would be. I'm sure anybody that's covered uh, a team for any number of years is going to eventually run into some kind of animosity. Um, I know that Mark had written a column earlier that week. I had a column uh, that mentioned Kyle Beach that morning. So, uh, and then also you may have heard the Rick Westhead news uh, that there are three plaintiffs considering a lawsuit and trying to engage in negotiations, saying that you know they were also damaged by Brad Aldrich. And they, and their lawyer, um, I talked to this afternoon. He has been dealing with the Hawks this week, and Rick West had reached out to the Hawks, um, you know, in the days preceding this town hall. So perhaps, you know, it, it just kind of boiled to a head. Philip, uh, we we did hear from uh, uh, Rocky Words through a statement apologizing um, to you guys, um, but is. Is that enough? Was the feeling after the hall meeting over? Uh, where was the PR department? And, uh, you know, how much egg is on their face for for making it look like Rocky was unprepared for a question we all knew was coming? Well, you know, I, I've, I've know those guys really well and have talked to them you know, I, I can't say where I've learned this, but I, I know that Rocky and, you know, Danny and Jamie were prepped on the, the subject matters. 
you know, I had learned in advance. They, they, were, they had received fan-submitted questions about 2010, about ticket prices, uh, about the general manager search, and about a play-by-play man, you know, the beloved Pat Foley. So th- they knew at least those four subjects uh, were going to come up. Uh, Danny was poised to to feel that question about uh, the accountability, transparency, the cultural reset for the organization to protect players in the future. And that's when Rocky stepped in and, and stepped over uh, Danny's would-be answer. That's, that's really stunning um, stuff that they would have been informed of that and still fumbled it so badly. I, I actually thought the question that you were asking about season ticket value and and um fans being concerned with the value of those tickets was really interesting you know what's the situation there you had heard that some people uh were were concerned about their season ticket value dropping and rocky also did not like the that concept no absolutely not uh he he bristled at that too uh leading up to this i had talked to and, and seen chatter uh from many season ticket holders saying that you know, uh, it, it's hard for me to uh, sell my tickets um, even at face value or even half face value. Um, you know, there are some games, if you look online, you know, people are getting tickets for $6. Um, you know, the, the value of the tickets for Blackhawks has eroded so much. You know, they had um, a long-running 500-plus sellout streak that um, came to an end against um, the Red Wings in October. And, you know, it's been dipping, you know, they were used to upper 19,000, 20,000 plus capacity crowds. Now it's hovering between 17,000 and 18,000. They're lucky to cross 18,000 now. And, and who knows if, if that trend is going to continue to come down. So, you know, those are alarm bells for a, a franchise that is used to unwavering loyalty. In your opinion, Philip, how much damage or setback uh, did yesterday do? Or is this strictly, and I know the, the Blackhawks had attended, attendance issues in the early 2000s because they were tired of a really uh, horrible product. But ultimately, is yesterday, uh, will, will it set people back and say, no, I don't want to go to a game associated with Rocky Wirtz, or or will they not go because ultimately they... They don't like the product again on the ice. I mean, is Rocky flirting here with his his image holding back the crowds, or is it strictly about if the team stinks, we're not going, and if they're great, we're coming? Well, it's, it's, it's all of the above. I mean, there I've heard from people that said, you know, we're going to support the Black Hawks no matter what. Um, you know, some say your questions were fair or unfair, you know, in the game and in between, but – you know, you have that contingent that will support the Hawks. Then you have some that said even before last night, uh, you know, I can't support that product. Um, I didn't like the Kyle Beach situation uh, from the jump. So, you know, you have the whole gamut. But I, I think it it is something, you know, Rocky had built a lot of currency in Chicago with the three championships. And because he wasn't his father, uh, Bill Wirtz, who – had the unfortunate nickname Dollar Bill Wirtz because, you know, he wouldn't broadcast the team. It seemed like he was a quote-unquote penny tincher. Um, so he had revolutionized the team. Now he has become the father uh, in the eyes of the public. And, and Danny, you know, people are turning and saying, you know, well, Danny 
you know, push this forward for another generation? And will he be given the reins to do so? How was the vibe after the Wurtz meltdown? Like, you guys just pick it up like so until, you know, what do you think of the first line? Like, did it carry on okay? Did it did it get back on track? Uh, Yeah, I mean, there, there was still some, you know, they just kind of carried on like, uh, you know, it didn't transpire and Rocky was smiling on stage and, you know, after the, the town hall, you know, he didn't come and approach us. He didn't talk to any of the media. He just kind of exited stage left, uh, left from his perspective, you know, glad handed a few, you know, partners and fans and, you know, just walked off. Danny came up to me afterwards and said that, Hey, I do want to talk about some of these protocols and coastal changes and other policies I'm instituting uh, at a later date. You know, your questions were fair. You know, I do want to talk to you. And then he did talk to Lazarus and some of the other reporters that were there. One more for me, uh, Philip, and that is, you know, we know the media in many ways has never been more powerful and and the access that they have with social media. Does something like this almost get certain people to kind of revisit? Was there total closure on this or does yesterday open up the thought that the media may want to revisit some of the storylines and maybe there wasn't enough closure for them. You know, is Rocky hiding anything more? Is there more to the story? Will they go dig again? Well, I think it was an opportunity for closure and that opportunity was missed. I think all any of us are looking for is whatever you know, a list of changes or protocols they wanted to institute. We're receptive to hearing that and taking it at face value. And then, of course, following up to see, you know, how the players felt about that. Are they going to abide by these things? You know, the usual things that you would do in journalism. But, um, you know, we never got to that answer because there was an immediate wall put up um, where Rocky said, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. See, that, that to me would upset media. <laughs> they would do, oh, yeah, really? Our literal Whoa. business is asking you, you questions. Know, do you dude. understand we get the last word in every day of our lives? Yeah. Oh, man. But I, I want you to understand it's not a vindictive thing. You know, the, we're trying to ask questions on behalf of fans because fans want to know that they're supporting a conscientious organization. And, you know, there are parents of you know, 18 and 19 year olds in the future that may be part of the Blackhawks pipeline. They want to know, uh, you know, what kind of organization they're trust entrusting the care of their child to, you know, I, I know 18 is a grown man, but still, you know, these people haven't learned about the world yet. And there's an enormous power dynamic. And so if you think about uh, the, the sway a coach has over an NHL prospect and, and a prospect's willingness to, to fend for themselves against that. Imagine when you have an owner of the organization saying, yeah, don't even talk about it. Shutting it down. The enormous power chasm that you have between a prospect and an owner. That's what we're getting at here. Well, listen, we really appreciate your time uh, and uh, good luck with everything the rest of the season. Philip Thompson from the Chicago uh, Tribune. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Thanks, Philip. Oh, I, I think it's interesting. Rocky was going around the room after, don't you? Yeah. 
Like he's like, ah, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta represent. This is my team. I gotta deal with this. Rocky's on his way out, but Danny's like, I gotta protect this. And again, does does that maybe light a bit of a a spark for people to go, okay, maybe I should revisit this. Is it is there total closure here What's on funny? this story? Yeah. Because so many still unanswered questions. And ultimately, is is everybody in the media satisfied with who knew what? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because we talked about it ad nauseum. God, our show just launched, and it was we talked about it every day for a while, and then it just kind of ended, right? Then you waited for the settlement. They got the settlement. And we moved on, like a lot of people. Um, does feel like cause for a proper evaluation of of how and, that was all handled? And I think, you know, this isn't. We aren't talking about it today. If he just lets Danny say the right thing, which he was clearly prepared, prepared to say. To do. Hey, how wild is it? By the way, that interview with Philip was really enlightening to me. Because he, he said, you know, he knew that these guys knew the questions that were coming. Yes. Rocky had was, a couple of cocktails setup. in the afternoon it, it, it or was, something? It was completely set up. To say the right things and run along. Yes. So Man. what what set Rocky off? I, I love I love the the question you had for him at the end there about like what was it like after? Yeah, because we've all been to you know a party or you know somewhere where something has happened. Yeah, and then everyone just kind of tries to be like, yeah, well, we're still, still hanging out. Nothing, nothing. One guy's got no ear in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> nothing weird has happened, and you know that feeling that's hanging in the room. Yeah, it's a whole like I can only imagine. What they must have just been like? What was Danny? Where it's like, oh my! He's like, oh my god! Like, please, God, you, stop talking! And he just got Logan Royd. How do you focus on the next question? F when off! You're like, F off! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I could have easily been a pay per view yesterday. <laughs> no kidding! Crazy. Well, if Rocky would make some money off it. You know, I'd be up and, for it. Uh, again, if, is are people gonna stay away? Are are people? It's a good question. Yeah, How people, morally... Like, at the end of the day, the only way this, there's consequences for Rocky Wirtz is if he turns around tomorrow and there's 2,000 people in the building. And if there isn't, then he's got the biggest smile on his face. The thing is, like, sports are supposed to be an escape, right? Like, it's fun. That's the idea. Yeah, you got your sports team and you cheer for your favorites. So a lot of sports fans are not, I don't think, typically watching sports because... They uphold the moral virtues. Of, they just want their game. They just want to go watch a game. They want man. to be able to get home from work, turn on the game at seven, and sit there. So I don't I know that this is going to move the needle that's in that what, regard. I think that's what Rocky really wanted to kind of say is that in, in many ways he just wanted to say, okay, stop already. People just want to come to the games and they want to watch. And they just want to get. That's also best for me. Right? And, <laughs> that's what he's It's best for me. And we're moving on. And. We're not going back to 2010. We're moving forward. People don't want to hear this stuff from from you guys. They want to hear how great things are again, and they don't want the weight of the world on their shoulders every night. So stop it. That's what he was trying to say to everybody. If he had said that, I think you and I and many other people would be saying he might have a point. You might, you know, but the the way that he's saying, we're not talking about it. We're on to Cincinnati. It's it's done. We're on to Cincinnati because you stroke the. No, I don't know. That's none of your business. Oof. So petulant, childish, Oof. and just none of your business. The, the other thing <laughs> here, too, guys, is where are the Chicago Blackhawks on the ice? They're bad. Not good. So they're 
I think are they the fifth or sixth worst worst team in the league right now? So they're clearly into lottery territory. And the one thing that always gets me is they kept Stan Bowman. Seth Jones, you're going to say Seth Jones. Yeah, you know exactly where I'm going. Okay, they kept Stan Bowman. Rocky was so crystal clear. We got rid of the people we needed to get rid of. Mm -hmm. So I would suppose from day one or day three or day five, he knew Stan was out. I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yet, Stan had the power to go make a trade for Seth Jones. Spent a lot of his money. No, no, no. Spent a lot of first rounders. Yeah. The first rounder, guys. Think about this. They don't have this year's first. And it's lottery protected, which is fine. So they're going to get into a lottery, and if they go one or two... They're going to keep it, Mm -hmm. which means next year they get Columbus's first rounder, which isn't lottery protected, and you miss out on a chance for Bednar. For who? Uh, Bedard. Bedard, Bedard, sorry. Bedard. Bedard. Yeah. Who's? Franchise altering. Franchise. Next Pat Kane. Next Connor. Connor. He's Connor, Connor Bedard. <laughs> They're all Connors. I got no names right now. They're just so not sticking that to the is, brain cells. That is wild, though. Think about that. Yeah, that's significant. Would you want to be out of that lottery for that kid? Am I the only person, and this is a, another bit of a turn, that's watching all this going, God, they're still the team with the Blackhawks name, too, huh? Like, you know, the, the Redskins just renamed themselves the Commanders. You, they seeing terrible name. And jerseys are awful. The commies. Yeah, that's honest. They're horrible. Their jerseys are really bad. I haven't seen the jerseys. Oh, they're very bad. Same same color scheme? Uh, Yeah, but they kind of... Great color scheme. They... I'm not going to get into... It's hard to describe. Okay. It just... They made it very... Does that offend you, the uniform? What's that? The Blackhawks? I don't feel like I'm allowed to make that that call. I would agree. You know, that's not for... I think it's a beautiful jersey, but I think there's a lot of people out there that it really does hurt. Yeah, I, I've, I've done my share of reading on this, and there are people on both sides of the aisle, like even within the Native community and how they feel about it, and that's fine. But it just feels like it's one of the last ones that's going to go. The Indians became the Guardians. Yeah. You know, the Washingtons, now the, the Commanders. It feels the football, inevitable. The football team is now the Commanders. Right. It just feels like an inevitability knowing that, you know, the fighting Sioux in North Dakota yep. no longer. It just feels. The Braves. It's just another around. thing for this it's organization. Not, it's not right where the now. trend is following. Right. No. It's just looking at this organization. They are not where the trend is following in anything, Kipper. They are behind in so many ways right now in the direction on the ice, off the ice. They're a mess right now. Like this team just won three Stanley Cups and sitting here today, I, you know, they, they feel like an organization you wouldn't want to be involved with, which and, is a crazy and, thing to say about. And what we don't know is really where the fallout is on that. Right. That's a good point. But, you know, Philip did mention attendance numbers, right, in slow decline. Because they stink. That's the thing. How right. can you figure out they did how not, much of it is? They didn't like Rocky's dad in the late 90s and the early 2000s. He wouldn't put the local games on. On TV, or, yeah. You know, they all of that. Yeah. And they were down. Like, it was ugly yeah. with attendance. But... Ultimately, it was because the uh, there wasn't a product they could be proud of. There was no 
there's no K, uh, Taves and Kane. There was mm. nothing. There was uh, the culture was losing. It's like Miami, you know, like you got to have a good team for people to go. Otherwise, they just don't. And yeah. if they have a good team, they go. they have 20,000 people screaming well, in there. And probably they haven't changed the Actually, names. Yes. They haven't changed the name of the team and they have not uh, and, and they haven't gotten rid of Rocky Wirtz. Yeah. And they'll be 21 strong screaming and loving their games. I wonder, you know, we did say, Sam, we talked earlier about like Donald Sterling and, you know, the, the potential for owners being pushed around. You wonder if they don't at some point say, well, Danny's the guy. Danny's the face. He's the yeah. guy. Don't worry about it. You know, kind of make push him out and be. Did Rocky look like he was passing any torch on yesterday? <laughs> no, but did I mean, Rocky, you think I just Rocky's mean by ready to retire? By perception, so, anyway. Rocky made it abundantly clear who the boss. Yeah, Logan uh, Roy is Logan Roy. Yeah. Um, just going back to the on the ice product for the Blackhawks, they have a lot of money committed to a lot of people in the forward core until next year, and then after that, it's down to two point three dollars. Two two. two <laughs> $2.3 million committed to forwards in 2023-2024. Is that Kane and Taves? Or? Kane and Taves come off the books after next season. Debrinket's off the books after next season. They have a lot of money they coming off the books. They need a GM to make some tough decisions Big there, time. too. I vote Eddie O. Okay, guys. Fast two hours. Our thanks to Gary Galley. Philip Thompson from the Chicago Tribune. And we're back tomorrow, guys. All right, it's finished. One more. Yep. We're going to do a top 50 uh, ideas that Justin Bourne would do to change the uh, All-Star weekend <laughs> on tomorrow's That's show. The whole show. Our thanks, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo. JB, as always, a pleasure. Yeah, We're right back tomorrow, everybody, on Real Kipper and Bourne. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>